Your financial choices may discuss various financial-related topics and thus would like to offer the following disclosures. Lori Siebert is employed by Valley National Group, the Valley National Financial Advisors Group of Companies. Investments are offered through Valley National Investments Incorporated, member FINRA. We inform you that any federal tax, state tax, financial advice, or information contained in this communication is not intended to be personalized or specific in nature or to be relied upon for your personal situation in any circumstance. The advice and information are not intended and cannot be used as a tax opinion letter nor used for the purpose of avoiding tax-related penalties. For personalized advice specific to your own situation, we recommend that you consult your CPA, CFP, or attorney. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is your host, Lori Siebert. I am a CPA, CFP professional, and AEP on the web at yourfinancialchoices.com, and you can listen online each and every week at wdiy.org or on the WDIY listening app. Today is October 4th, 2023. The markets were up today with the Dow closing at 33,129, the NASDAQ at 13,236, and the S&P at 4,263. Our topic tonight is the how and timing of charitable giving. We are not taking calls this evening with the pledge drive in play. We're leaving our phone lines open and available for our members and listeners to pledge their support to WDIY. And you can do that by calling 610-758-8810 or on the WDIY website, WDIY.org or on the WDIY app. We appreciate your uh, support of the station. I've been at WDIY since 2009, able to bring this programming to you each and every week to help you with your financial choices and appreciate the support of the show and of the station and would love if we could get some callers during our hour this evening as I talk about the how and timing of charitable giving. It is a frequent topic that I cover, charitable giving, especially during our pledge drive. Uh, Tonight, I wanna stress that charitable giving can become automatic and a given for many, meaning We just write those checks weekly if we're going to church, or maybe you get the annual request from your alma mater, and we just kind of do things sometimes automatically and and don't kind of think it all through. Um, So I thought tonight we would kind of step back and reflect on how we might take advantage of some tax savings which would be available, which in turn would provide more funds to either use or give more. The reason I think it's important to talk about is for many people who over the years, as we're, you know, going through our work lives and buying houses and having mortgages and having tax withholdings and real estate taxes, we years ago would have gotten deductions for our charitable giving if we itemized, if we had a Schedule A and we itemized our deductions. With the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the standard deduction was raised so high that itemizing wasn't as advantageous to people because to hit the threshold over the standard deduction, it became more difficult because they also capped 
the deduction we get for taxes. So for many people, when if the t- income tax deduction or the state and local income tax and real estate tax deduction was capped at 10000 and you have a standard deduction of, I'm just going to round it and say 30000 for a married filing joint couple, you would have to have $20,000 of expenses to even be able to take advantage of itemizing a dollar. The um, And that would typically come through mortgage interest and charitable giving. So many people don't benefit from itemizing anymore at first blush. So you could end up getting an advantage of itemizing if you plan things right. We're going to talk about some of the little nuances and and strategies that we can use in charitable giving. I do want to kind of set the table on those considerations broadly first, and then we'll get into some more of the details. So let me start with that. When we talk about the how and timing of charitable giving, um, it first starts with your reasons for giving. So this is where we're kind of setting aside the automatic giving in our mind. We're taking some time to be proactive and think this through. So we're going to be a little reflective here and we're going to think about the reasons for giving. Step one, the purpose of giving should be some philanthropic desire of supporting a charitable nonprofit organization that fills a need that you want to support. It could be religious, it could be education, animal welfare, environmental, or some other cause. It has to be a 501c3. That's the internal revenue code section that governs these nonprofits where the uh, it would be a, an eligible donation for a deduction. Um, because there are nonprofits that are not charitable and would not qualify for this. So you want to make sure it's a 501c3. Uh, when we think about those causes that we support, the reasons for giving, uh, we also m- might want to reflect on those charities that we want to support. What are their outcomes? Sit back and look and say, am I seeing the the use of the funds I'm contributing put to a good use? Now, if you're someone who gives 50 bucks, I don't think I would worry about it. But if you're talking significant funds, I think... It doesn't hurt to, you know, read those reports or the feedback on those nonprofits and what they're doing with the funds. Are they accountable? I know with the United Way, which I had been involved with for many years um, through Women United and Affinity Group, they're always um, looking at the metrics of the nonprofits who are getting the funding, the grants from the donors to the United Way. The United Way does the work of, you know, vetting these nonprofits and making sure that they're, um, you know, meeting the goals of the program that they're requesting the funding for. So you want to make sure, number one, your reason for giving and what are the results? Is it is it worth it for you? So we're stepping back, we're reflecting, does this make sense, this charitable giving that we're, we're doing? Um, WDIY is a nonprofit. So that's why when we have the pledge drive, if you're making contributions to WDIY, you may or may not get a tax deduction, but you're still fulfilling that philanthropic desire to support an organization that that meets the criteria that you feel is important in the community, education, et cetera. Um, so, and I'll talk about the various ways that we can 
get a deduction or a tax benefit uh, even if we don't itemize. So we've talked about reasons for giving. A second concept is your ability to give. So once you understand, yes, I want to give, I'm, I'm, I want to be generous, I want to support my community, uh, and supporting the community is supporting these nonprofits who are trying to bring services in our community, very important services, um, are you able to give? So now you have to say, okay, I want to give. Am I able to give? What we don't want to see is someone who is, um, you know, leaving themselves with nothing. So you can be charitably inclined, but it really is imperative that you have enough assets to fund your retirement and or your long-term needs. So you need to kind of project that out, meaning if you're someone who thinks you need to tithe with the church or give substantial um, amounts of your free cash flow such that you're tight and you have to watch how much you're spending on you know, postage stamps, then you might need to sit back and reflect and say, does it make sense? I can be philanthropic, but maybe it doesn't make sense that I'm doing it right now during my lifetime if I'm worried I'm not going to have enough money to, you know, buy food to eat. So ability to give. Um, I I've really have seen some people give so much that there really is nothing left for them at the end of the day, or they're working into their 70s. And had they not been as charitably inclined as they had been, you know, in their later working years, they might have, you know, not, they might have had more money in their retirement for themselves. Um, so sometimes I'll talk to people about maybe giving later. We'll talk about the details of that in, in a bit. So the reasons for giving and your ability to give. Reflect on those for a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the timing and the how of, of giving and give you some options. We are in our pledge drive, our membership drive, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. But if you would like to help support this station and this radio show, Your Financial Choices, you can call in your pledge at 610 758 8810 or WDIY.org or on the WDIY app. We'll be back in just a moment. WDIY thanks its members and Valley National Financial Advisors, offering a broad spectrum of financial services for more than 25 years, including fee-based asset management. It all starts with personal goals and an understanding of risk tolerance, investment objectives, and the markets. On the web at valleynationalgroup.com or 610-868-9000. And we're back here for the Fall Membership Drive on WDIY. Hello, Seamus McGrogan stepping into the studio to join Lori for just a second to remind you about the drive. And it is very apropos that you are doing a show on charitable giving today. I think maybe some thinking went into that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But there is a lot to consider with charitable giving, so it's great to get a primer on all this stuff uh, because there's lots of worthy causes to support out there, not just WDIY. So it is good to know these things. And I know a lot of our listeners are very charitably inclined and they like to better their community and support their community. And giving a gift like this to an organization is a great way to show that support. Mm -hmm. So during the fall membership drive, we were asking for your donation, either renewing your membership, giving a first time gift or making an extra gift. It all goes to fund the broadcast and the production of these programs. It makes everything possible from keeping the lights on to making sure there's microphones in front of us to making sure that 
we can stay in this building that we are here in Bethlehem. So that is what your donation is going towards. Keep in mind, WDIY is a nonprofit organization. We are volunteer driven. We have over 100 volunteers that help us do everything here at the station. So you can trust that your donation will be used frugally and it will be used smartly to fund all the programming here on WDIY. And of course, if you donate right now during the fall membership drive, we have this partnership going with Second Harvest Food Bank of the Lehigh Valley. So for every dollar you donate, it's going to help feed families and individuals in the Lehigh Valley. And the way this works is we've partnered with Valley National Financial Advisors and Second Harvest Food Bank to make sure for every $100 that listeners donate, 12 meals are going to be provided by Second Harvest Food Bank of the Lehigh Valley. And this is uh, such a great partnership because Valley National is stepping up to cover the costs of those meals. So you can trust that every single cent that you donate to WDIY stays with the station. We don't have to split it up or divert it or anything like that. Valley National is covering that cost and you're going to do two good deeds with one donation today. And I think that's a pretty good deal. And what I love about WDIY too, Seamus, is that you're a nonprofit, but you also support so many nonprofits in the community by um, announcing their events and such as even Second Harvest Food Bank in this uh, partnership to donate these meals. I mean, you do so much for the community uh, in and of itself. So we appreciate that as well. Absolutely. We have between 30 and 40 partnerships in the community that we do every year. And those are the official partnerships. There's also organizations that, you know, we don't have official partnerships with, but we may interview them and get the word out about their events and mission and programming as well. So we do a lot in the organization or we do a lot in the community for these different organizations. And you can trust that that is one part of our mission that we will continue to do as long as we are on the air. And you can make sure that uh, continues to happen by making a donation. Operators are standing by at 610-758-8810 for that donation, 610-758-8810, or you can give online at wdiy.org. Thank you so much, Seamus. We appreciate it. Um, and I'll just piggyback on that as uh, we move back into the show that uh, when we talk about the outcomes of your nonprofits, I think you can certainly see the measure of the uh, outcomes at WDIY for all that they do in the community. And uh, they all work very, very hard here. Great group of people. So I appreciate being able to uh, have the show here as well. We are talking about the how and timing of charitable giving. We talked about making sure that we understood the reasons that we're giving and the ability to give. So now let's look at the the how and the timing. So the timing, it could be a one-time gift. It could be a special capital campaign. It could be matching gifts where we get incentives, you know, to, to donate if, if some organization will match our gift. Um, it could be in memoriam, meaning someone has passed away and they may request that donations be made to some organization. Um, it could be monthly giving. It could be annual giving. Um, and just like an FYI, one of the things I do each year at the end of the year is I ask my children um, what, do, what organizations they personally would like to support and my husband and I make a donation to those organizations um, to show them the importance of philanthropy. So it's not only giving um, 
for you know yourself in your philanthropic endeavors, but it could also be a way to encourage your children and educate them and inform them on the importance of giving back to um, so many nonprofits that do so much um, in in our communities. So could be the timing. So we're talking about the timing. And here's the reflective part on the timing. Um, What are your preconceived notions about funding the charities you support? Um, So sometimes I think people do it because they just think they have to. They do it because the church gives them an envelope and they just think they have to, to you know, fill out the envelope every week. Some people feel a sense of guilt when they get all the nonprofit um, requests in the mail. I get of my mail every day. I probably have four to five requests for nonprofit donations practically every day. Um, I We tend to put it more toward the end of the year. Those are sometimes smaller donations that we're doing, and we tend to do our, our bigger giving um, you know, at one time in the year. So large donations, one time of the year, some of the smaller donations we're doing more like at the end of the year, because we just get so many uh, requests. So there's different ways to fund those. We're going to talk about the how, you know, in a bit. So try to understand in the uh, timing, do you feel compelled? Do you feel guilt? Why are you doing it? Again, let's go back to the reasons for giving. And do it, it doesn't, to, to optimize your options, um, you don't have to do it in the preconceived way you may think you have to do it. Okay, so kind of take that off the plate. Maybe you don't have to do it monthly, or weekly, or quarterly, or even annually. Maybe we can find a way to do your charitable giving in, in a way that's going to work for you and the organization. So Timing does help inform the how. So when we take the, you know, the expectation or what we think is the obligation of a particular way of giving and the timing of that giving, if we take that off the plate and just kind of say, what else might we be able to do? Now we can talk about the how. So I want to talk about the how the details of that in a little bit, still just general concepts here. And the how might be, if we take the specific timing off the table, I want to talk about the how starting with the end. Could be at your death, the giving. So many people don't like talking about that stuff or thinking about it, but it is inevitable for all of us. And remember my earlier reference or story about people who give so much during their lifetime that they may not have uh, enough to meet their own cash needs through their passing. They're in their later years and they're still working in their 70s because they don't have enough money because maybe they did too much charitable giving. So for those people, one of the hows might be, hey, I am philanthropic. I want to support these organizations. I love these organizations, but I do have to make sure that I can, you know, put food on the table and pay my bills and pay my utilities while I'm here and alive. So maybe I need to do my charitable giving at my passing when I know there might be some money left there. And that could be through your will. It could be through a beneficiary designation. Um, so that is one way to do charitable giving at the end. And that is one of the hows through the will 
or through a beneficiary designation. When we come back uh, from this next break, we're going to talk more about some of the hows and the timing and then some of the details behind that. If you would like to support the station and your financial choices, we really would appreciate it. I really, really um, love my listeners. I have always said you're the most sophisticated listeners in the Lehigh Valley listening to WDIY in this program. I really hope that over the years we've we've been able to help you um, understand your financial choices and we appreciate your support in any way. If you can become a new member, renew your membership, or make an extra gift by calling 610-758-8810 or through the WDIY website, WDIY.org or the app. We will be back in just a moment. WDIY thanks its members and Valley National Financial Advisors, offering a broad spectrum of financial services for more than 25 years, including income tax preparation for individuals, businesses, estates, and trusts. Tax preparation involves more than putting numbers on a return. It requires planning. On the web at valleynationalgroup.com or 610-868-9000. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Lori Siebert. You're listening to Your Financial Choices right here on WDIY 88.1. Podcasts of prior shows are also available on the WDIY website or at yourfinancialchoices.com where you can submit questions this evening. The questions will go through the website, yourfinancialchoices.com. And The phone number is available this evening for your membership pledge or for an extra gift. And the phone number is 610-758-8810. But of course, the ease of using the WDIY app or the website WDIY.org by clicking donate is really extra easy. Um, I really appreciate listener support. If you would like to support the station, particularly if you're already a member, making an extra gift is really welcomed and appreciated in a show of support of all the hardworking staff that we have here at WDIY. And I mean hardworking. I see, I see it every time I'm in the studio and throughout the week when I'm getting emails on the weekends, they really manage, um, the whole system very well. And of course, the multitude of volunteers that we have, just as we have Peter Blair sitting in the in the chair this evening with me, I've appreciated having volunteers helping with the board because I can focus on bringing valuable information to you. Um, I in the past have always done challenges during the show. Um, I had mentioned last year, one of the advantages of my husband working at Air Products for years is that as a retiree, Air Products has a matching program for their retirees, whereby if we make donations through the United Way to the organizations that we support, Air Products will match that gift and the organization benefits and the United Way benefits. There's a bit of a split there. So the United Way benefits and your organization benefits from the match. It's just absolutely wonderful. Lori Hackett has a show here at WDIY. She is very involved in the community and such a great supporter of WDIY and many of our nonprofits in the Lehigh Valley. So we really appreciate Air Products matching programs. Many of the other corporations in the Valley also do matching. So that is something that you might want to think about or inquire at your employer if there is a matching program. It is just 
it's just such double benefit and not to mention triple benefit when you give now through the fall membership drive because we have Valley National Financial Advisors supporting uh, Second Harvest Food Bank in, in a match for contributions made to WDIY in providing meals. So if you would like to do that, I would love to see that we have some of our listeners calling in or going on the website to make some donation. Um, I, I do support the station myself as well. So I am a uh, volunteer here doing the radio show, but also a financial supporter and appreciate the matching. 610-758-8810 or at WDIY.org or WDIY app. So in talking about the how and um, timing of charitable giving, we've talked about already the reasons, the ability, and the timing to, to take away those expectations of that you have to give in a particular way. I said, let's start with death, making sure you have enough money during your lifetime. If you're someone who feels like you're on the cusp and not able, there are people who have really um, plentiful and don't have to think about that. But for those people who are, are very giving and, um, it's tight for them. You might want to just think about doing something, you know, at your passing. You can do it through a will with specific dollars, a percentage to a charity. Or my favorite is if you have retirement accounts and IRAs, which are taxable to individuals. If an individual inherits a retirement account other than a Roth, it's going to be income taxable. Whereas you can do some of your philanthropic giving um, by naming a charity as a beneficiary on an IRA so that at your passing, when obviously we know you don't need the money anymore, it could go to charity. And what some people don't realize is you could carve off like a chunk of money from an IRA. Let's say you have a $200,000 IRA and you want to give $5,000 to your church when you pass or your alma mater, you could put $5,000 in a separate IRA account and name that nonprofit, a beneficiary of that account. Now, let's pretend back up, you have a $100,000 IRA, and you want half of it go to go to your um, niece and niece, and half to go to a charity, you could do percentages, you could do 50% to the niece and 50% to the charity. So there's a lot you can do at your passing in your philanthropic endeavor. So that's starting at death. So I'm, I, I, I'm starting with the end. Now let's come back from the end. What would be the next mile marker? That would be required minimum distribution age. So the required minimum distribution age uh, for normal retirement required distributions from retirement accounts is age 73 now. They have moved it um, a number of times from 70 and a half to 72 to now age 73. Once you reach age 73, you have a required minimum distribution from your taxable retirement accounts. And for IRAs, you can make qualified charitable distributions. That's a QCD. You can even do that with WDIY during our pledge drive. You could check with your broker tomorrow and say, hey, I have a retirement account, an IRA. I have a required minimum distribution. I'm age 73 and I want to give $1,000 to WDIY. You can have the custodian write the check to WDIY. It comes out of your IRA and then at tax time, 
time, if your required minimum distribution pretend was $6,000 and you did a qualified charitable distribution of $1,000, when you go to file your tax return, the tax return document will show six. You have to input or have your accountant input $1,000 as QCD. There's a code that actually shows up on the front page of your tax return, QCD, and you reduce the gross distribution by the amount you gave to charity and then you report in the right hand column the taxable portion so six thousand minus a thousand you report five thousand it's it's tax savings right there you don't even have to itemize and if you have a required minimum distribution that's going to be income taxable anyway it's a great way to get a tax benefit um, even when you don't itemize the other benefit of making charitable contributions this way is that you could actually lower your income on page one by virtue of making those required um, those qualified charitable distributions and it may have other impact and the other impact it may have is that it may lower your taxable social security or it may lower your page one income such that you're not subject to uh, medicare income-related monthly adjustment amounts, meaning many people in their retirement, if they have pensions, Social Security, investment income, sometimes they're hitting thresholds in their page one income that impact the amount of Medicare premiums they're paying. And if we can tweak your required minimum distribution by doing your charitable giving through that, there may be situations where we actually lower your income into a tier that is not subject to the income-related monthly adjustment amount on your Medicare premium. So it, it, it can have a multitude of benefits and or may lower your taxable Social Security because Social Security gets taxed or included in taxable income based on how much other income you have on your return. So if you lower your uh, IRA taxable amount, you may may be able to lower some of your taxable Social Security. So it all takes a little bit of planning, but this is why we're taking the time to kind of sit back, reflect, and talk about some of these how and timing of charitable giving. Folks, if you'd like to make a pledge, 610-758-8810 or on the WDIY app or on the WDIY.org website, just click Donate. We'll be back in just a moment. WDIY thanks its members and Valley National Financial Advisors, offering a broad spectrum of financial services for more than 25 years, including estate planning and tax preparation, especially for Pennsylvania and New Jersey residents subject to state inheritance tax reporting. On the web at valleynationalgroup.com or 610-868-9000. Hey, Lori. Happy Thanks to be here. And we are in the midst of our fall membership drive. So as you listen to this evening's program on charitable giving, consider supporting your listening here at WDIY. This is our most important fundraiser of the year. So it's the time of year we ask you to support us with a donation. Memberships are appreciated, although any donation is accepted. $60 will get you a membership for the year, or you can become a sustaining member. $10 a month is our most popular level. And we'd love to have you in the WDIY family. 610-758-8810 for that donation. 610-758-8810, or going online to WDIY.org. And all the donations will get you eligible to enter our grand prize drawings that we have going on just for the drive. And we are giving away 
a pair of tickets to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra at the PPL Center in November, as well as a VIP weekend package to the 6th Annual Reading Blues Fest in Reading in November as well. So take advantage of that and support your listening. Lori, we are looking for some donations during your financial choices, but we haven't had anybody yet. I know, and usually my listeners are so supportive. <laughs> I get really uh, emotional about all of this. I, I feel it's a reflection on me. No, so certainly <laughs> not. But we would love to have you donate out there. You would make Lori very happy. You'd make us happy. So it, it's all around good feelings. Yeah, that would be great. Be the first person to, to either call in at 610-758-8810 or Go on the WDIY.org website and click the donate button. Be the first one. Be the first one. Break the ice. Yes. And I'll, I'll run the name. If somebody does donate, I'll run the name in here and Lori can read it when we uh, when we get it. Okay. Thank you, All Seamus. Right. Thank you, listeners, as well, for considering um, supporting us this evening. We are talking about charitable giving, the how and timing. So we kind of uh, mentioned about doing your charitable giving at your passing, doing charitable giving at your required minimum distribution age. I want to point something out. Here are the little nuggets we try to give you in these shows. Try to give you little nuggets that you can help. Nuggets as in gold, as in value, as in value in supporting WTOI. Um, the nugget is the requ- the qualified charitable distribution currently only applies to IRAs. Um, It does not apply to 403Bs or 401Ks. There are folks who, when they retire, continue to keep their uh, retirement accounts at their former employer. And you certainly can do that. Many employers don't want you to do that. They don't want the extra administration it may require, but you certainly can. Sometimes the fees might be lower. You may not be getting advice or help, but You know, you might have your reasons, but the qualified charitable distribution option does not apply to 403Bs or 401Ks, at least now. And I I don't really expect that they would change that only because um, plan administrators of retirement of employer retirement plans really aren't in the business for doing service related work. Um, making distributions for qualified charitable distributions. So right now it's from IRAs. So keep that in mind. So now let's, you know, go younger. So we had death, we had required minimum distribution age of 73, doing the qualified charitable distributions. But I did want to point out that you can also do qualified charitable distributions at age 70 and a half. Now, why would I mention this? Because I said that, um, at, at 73, you have to take a required minimum distribution and it's going to be income taxable. So from my perspective as a CPA and tax preparer is why not do the charitable giving when you have to take the money out? But going back to the expectations and the obligations for those people who feel like they have to give annually and are going to give anyway, even if they don't have a tax benefit. Well, if you take it from your IRA at age 70 and a half, you're still not paying tax on that money. So that is still another way to do that giving. So I do want to mention that. Now, Peter just passed me a note. Did Christopher from Tannersville make a pledge? Yes, he did. He made a one-time donation. Thank you so much, Christopher. I really appreciate it. Yay, Christopher broke the ice. Thanks so much. Come on, your financial choice listeners. Let's let's kind of show a 
big, big round of support here. So maybe we can get a few more. Maybe I'll announce like an extra pledge myself at the end of the show if we get some a multitude of donations in the next 20 minutes. We'll see what we can do. Well, yeah, 20 minutes. Then I'll make an announcement in the last five minutes. Let's see if we can get a few more. Three more. Thank you, Christopher, for starting it from Tannersville. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, so 70 and a half. Now, here's where this is really, really important. So remember I said at age 73, you have to take it out. It's taxable. So I'd rather you wait to do your charitable giving when it's taxable. Let me give you a little story about that quick. Um, meaning, uh, I had someone, and, and this was when it was like age 72, but I'm going to use 73 as an example. So let's say you give $6,000 a year to your church. And at age 72, you don't have a required minimum distribution and you want to give 6000 but you're not confined um, or restricted by the timing. Okay, we've taken that off the table. And I want to give 6000 next year too. So 6000 in year, year one when I'm 72, 6000 when I'm in year uh, two when I'm 73. Well, if I know I'm going to have a taxable RMD at age 73, and maybe my RMD is $12,000, why don't I just wait and do both years in one year? And then I have zero taxable income on that RMD. See? See where that goes? If I, if I do it, in at age 72, when I don't have a required minimum distribution, yeah, I'm not paying tax on taking it out of my IRA, but um, I'm not really benefiting because the next year would be a $12,000 required minimum distribution. I'm only doing 6000 so now I'm paying six tax on $6,000. Okay, so in my story, what the what we did with the the person, we had them wait for year one. In January of year two, we had them do the prior year giving, in essence, in you know air quotes, and then we had them do their second year of giving, like in December. So then they were able to you know fund two years of giving that way through the RMD, and we could get more much more aggressive with that too. But that's just my example. Now here's where the age seventy and a half comes in. So I mentioned if you're going to give anyway and you have a taxable IRA, you certainly could take it out of there. That would lower the balance a little bit, and you know barely probably have an impact on your future required minimum distributions, but you still could take it out of an IRA at 70 and a half because that's the IRS rules back when the RMD age used to be 70 and a half. They never changed it for the QCD. So we can still do it. But, but now here's the nugget, the gold nugget. If you are a beneficiary of an IRA and you're age 70 and a half, you can use the QCD rule on your inherited IRA. So I have had clients who are not required minimum distribution age for their own retirement accounts, but they are required minimum distribution on an inherited IRA. Under various rules for inherited IRAs, required minimum distributions are accelerated prior to, you know, the normal RMD age. And when my clients with inherited IRAs reach age 70 and a half, I say, now we can trigger your qualified charitable distributions from your inherited IRA. So a lot of people don't realize that. So keep that in mind. Great way to give from IRAs. My, it's actually one of my favorite ways to give. Um, so now we're going to pull back again a little bit. So now we're going to say, 
you know, we're not waiting till we die. We're not waiting till age 73. We're not waiting till age 70 and a half. I want to do it while I'm working, Lori. I don't want to wait 20 years. I'm not going to be 73 for a long time. So in our working years, what, what are some of the options? Well, as I mentioned already on one of the last breaks, if you are working for an employer who may have a program that matches your donation, you may not get an income tax deduction for it, but you're certainly amping up your your contributions uh, to those nonprofits that you support and, and admire um, with a matching gift. It's really, really important um, and, and, and just such a benefit in the community for those organizations that do the, the matching program. So that is a another great way to give. You often even see those calls for, um, you know, like when the colleges, um, my husband and I support three different colleges that we went to, uh, and they'll have the, the Giving Tuesday where they'll have matches sometimes. And um, whether it's, you know, a board of directors that's supporting or someone who's put up a challenge uh, to get a, a match that is very powerful. There could be some other ways we give while working. It could be through payroll deduction. Um, it, they make it easy. The United Way has many, um, you know, uh, programs, I forgot what they called them, uh, campaigns, capital campaigns, where they do it through the employers. So that is a nice benefit. And then Quite often that matching is um, kind of automated then if there's an employer who does the matching. Quite often you have to kind of go in and look for a drop down. It, 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 you can do it through the United Way, but there could be drop downs of organizations that the United Way will funnel that um, donation through to. So it doesn't necessarily stay at the United Way because they have partners that they help as well. So while working, here's... Here's the other little piece of that while working. When we're working, we're hopefully saving money. We may have an individual account where we have investments that we've made. Maybe we don't have enough to itemize. We've paid off our mortgage or the mortgage interest is so little now, there's not really you know, a benefit anymore. Um, but we might have appreciated securities in our investment accounts. So we call that like a brokerage account. And when I say appreciated securities, it's appreciated like investments that you've made, whether it's a, a mutual fund or an individual stock, you can coordinate with that nonprofit to see if they accept securities as donations. Because even if you're not going to get an income tax deduction, because you don't itemize, maybe you're going to do $5,000 and it's not enough to itemize, but you have $5,000 worth of a stock that you really wanted to trim from your portfolio, but you didn't want to sell it because you didn't want to pay taxes on the gain. If it's long-term, you've held it for at least a year and the nonprofit accepts in-kind securities, you work with them, your custodian of your brokerage account and the nonprofit, you coordinate how to transfer the shares to the nonprofit. And in my story, let's say there's $5,000 worth of a security that you would like to donate to this organization. And it could be 
you know, three years worth of giving or four years worth of giving or five years worth of giving that $5,000 in my story. You don't have to do it every year. You don't have to do it monthly. You're just going to do it once and not think about it for, you know, another X number of years. You make the donation. It goes in kind to them. You get, um, you don't have to report that sale on your tax return. So you're saving income taxes by not having to report the sale, not reporting the gain. And in my story, the gain was $4,000. So you don't have federal income tax on the $4,000. You also don't have state income tax on the $4,000. So you have saved income tax without having to even report anything on your tax return. The charity accepts the security, fair market value when they get it, and there's no income tax to them when they sell it, no income tax to you, and you, you got a benefit. So that is another way of giving. And in fact, um, you could, uh, that could qualify sometimes for the matching as well, depending on what kind of program your work might have. All right. So those are some of the um, timing and the how of some of the charitable giving. And now at, in the last part of the show, I'm going to talk about a little bit more of the details about the different ways to give. And of course, there are always the times where we're just philanthropic for the sake of being philanthropic, and we're not looking for any tax benefit. That tax benefit really is only because it's out there, it's a given, and it helps you give more or helps you keep more for your living if you're going to do it anyway. So that's why we talk about the tax savings of charitable giving. Talk about some more of those details when we get back. If you would like to um, renew or become a new member or just make an extra gift, as Christopher did, the phone number is 610-758-8810. And you can also go to the website, WDIY.org, or on the WDIY app. We'll be back in just a moment. WDIY thanks its members and Valley National Financial Advisors, offering a broad spectrum of financial services, including portfolio management, tax return preparation, and financial planning for the accumulation years, retirement years, and estate distribution. On the web at valleynationalgroup.com or 610-868-9000. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Your Financial Choices, and I have in the studio with me Seamus McGrogan. Hi, Lori. Happy Hi. to be here again. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> yes. Well, I always learn so much listening to your show. And Thank that's, you. uh, and whenever I talk to anybody else, they say the same thing. It's such a wealth of knowledge that you have and share with the listeners out there. And this is great. I mean, you know, people may book appointments or, you know, go to these offices to talk with CPAs and different financial experts. And that costs a lot of time and money, yeah. but you offer up your expertise weekly here on Your Financial Choices uh, absolutely for free over the airwaves. And I think that's such a great service. You I, know. I love educating um, listeners. And, and sometimes those nuggets that I try to give each week may not apply to you, but they might apply to a family member or someone else. And it opens up a conversation. And that's what it's all about, being informed to make good financial choices. And part of those good financial choices are supporting our local community and our local nonprofits such as WDIY. Such a privilege to be here. That's right. And it's the fall membership drive. So now is the time of year where we are asking for your support. Renew your membership, make that first time gift or make an extra gift. It all helps us here with reaching our goal for the fall membership drive. This is our biggest fundraiser of the year. It 
powers everything that we do here. Make sure that we have money for the basic operation, keeping the lights on. And keep in mind, we are a nonprofit organization, so you can trust that your money is spent wisely and frugally here at WDIY and put to good use. So we are looking for those donations. Operators are standing by at 610-758-8810. Or you can go online and donate at WDIY.org. And like you said, thank you to Christopher who donated. We'd love to have a few more people before we wrap up the yeah. show tonight. And I know Lori would be happy yeah. about that. Yeah. We'd all be very happy if we have a few more donations. So if you're listening and you value the programming, we'd love to have you donate. And of course, everyone who donates is going to take advantage of that partnership between Second Harvest Food Bank of the Lehigh Valley, Valley National Financial Advisors, and WDIY. And the way that works is for every $100 raised during the fall membership drive, 12 meals are going to be provided by Second Harvest Food Bank. And Valley National Financial Advisors is covering the cost of those meals. So you can trust that none of your dollars donated is going to be split up or diverted in any way. It's all going to the station. And you're going to be providing food relief to those in the Lehigh Valley. So take advantage of that. That's only going to be around during the membership drive. So it's the perfect time to give. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you, listeners. I would love a couple more. A couple more people. Christopher broke the ice. Let's see who can uh, melt the ice. Uh, so <laughs> 610-758-8810. At least a couple more. Come on. At least a couple more. I would love for Peter or Seamus to, to you know, update us in the next five minutes that we got at least a couple more extra gifts. You don't even have to go through the trouble of becoming a new member. If you don't want to, you could just make a gift or renew your membership. But um, the extra gifts are also very, very welcome. Uh, 610-758-8810 or WDIY.org. Let's talk about some of these details now. So we've talked about the reason and ability to give, the timing and the how, and now I want to talk about some of the details. So it's really about reframing how you think about charitable giving and um, supporting the organizations that you um, you know, believe in their causes and, and their benefits to the community as well. So we can do cash donations. So let's pretend we don't itemize at all. You heard me mention that we also, my husband and I also do a lot of smaller donations. We just can't help ourselves. We do, we did grow up with the guilt and um, are, are motivated by all those envelopes that hit our mailbox. So we do do some of the smaller organizations, you know, 50 bucks, 25 bucks. We do a number of those. Those we just write checks. We do cash. Um, but some of the larger organizations, we um, are the larger donations we do do through the United Way to get the match from Air Products for my uh, husband's retiree status. It's just such a huge benefit. So I, I cannot ignore that match. It means so, so much to these organizations, meaning if I'm making a donation of $1,000 um, out of my bank account, that's very different than doing it through the United Way where I get the air products match, where now $2,000 is being donated, my thousand, a thousand of from air products, which I believe 75% goes to the nonprofit that I've selected and 25% stays with the United Way. It's a win for everyone and it's so, so appreciated. So those are some of the donations that we can do. So we have cash donations in-kind donations. A lot of people will, you know, drop things off at the uh, Goodwill and keep a receipt. Well, unless you're itemizing, that is not 
going to be a deduction for you. It doesn't really mean anything. Those uh, donations so appreciated in the community to organizations like the Goodwill or Salvation Army or Purple Heart or whatever it might be, I'm sure wonderful and welcome donations, but it may not be an income tax donation for you. One of the other ways to then take advantage of those smaller cash donations you do along with the larger cash donations um, and in-kind donations might be that at some point, if you bunch them in one year, you may tip the table to be able to itemize. Maybe you have still mortgage interest and real estate taxes, and you're just on the edge of itemizing or using the standard deduction. But if you kind of bunched two or three years worth of donations into one year, then you might tip the scale, be over the standard deduction amount, and get a benefit. We do this for clients. It's called bunching. Sometimes you could do maybe three years of gifting. Another way to bunch donations is to make a larger contribution to something called a donor-advised fund. I already talked about the appreciated securities directly to the charity, but you could also do appreciated securities to a donor-advised fund. I've done this with a number of clients where they may not be required minimum distribution age for like 10 years, but they are charitably inclined and want to support their favorite organization year after year. Well, a way we can do that, especially if they have appreciated securities, you can also do it with cash. But if we have appreciated securities, we can bunch 10 years worth of giving in my story into one year, which you know, often we're only doing it if we know that we're going to get them over the standard deduction amount. They get the benefit of that tax deduction in that one year, and then they do their annual giving from the donor advised fund. You don't get, you know, a, a deduction for grants out of a donor advised fund because you got the deduction in the year you funded it. So you can get a number of benefits from that. One, you can donate appreciated securities without having to pay income tax on the sale. And if you bunch it and it's a large enough deduction, you may put yourself over the standard deduction amount and get a benefit from that income tax deduction. And that is win, win, win. Now, I will mention there are limitations on the ability to deduct charitable contributions. It's rare that I have anyone who um, hits those. I have had people hit the limitations, but it's not often. And the limitations are if I'm doing cash donations, the limit is 60% of your page one income. So if my page one income is $100,000, I could take a deduction of cash contribution of 60,000. If I am donating, um, and same with the um, long-term appreciated securities, but if I am donating, um, there's a 30% limit. So especially when we're doing it to a donor advised fund. So when we're doing long-term securities, um, to a donor advised fund, there is a limit of 30% of your page one income. So if my page one income is 100,000, I want to make, um, you know, a $60,000 appreciated security deduction to a donor advised fund, it's going to be limited to 30,000. So you just want to be aware of that, make sure that you're timing it. And, and, but it, it's still, 
you know, if your income's 300000 it's pretty easy to get that done deduction. There are um, private foundations as well. We have Lehigh Valley Community Foundation where you can set up a private, um, they're a private foundation, and you can work with them if you prefer to have someone else kind of manage your charitable giving and oversee it and make sure those charitable organizations are meeting those metrics that you um, expect. And or if you want to remain anonymous, they they have donor advised funds through their organization as well that you could set up. So there are a number of ways to give. So we've talked about the reasons you're giving, the ability to give, the how and the timing of giving, and making sure that you're setting aside your preconceived notions about giving in that, uh, you know, I've often told people who are used to the envelope method through church where they give an envelope every week. I said, just put, just put a note in the envelope, gave at the end of the year or giving at the end of the year, because sometimes there's this guilt of, you know, not putting the envelope in the basket. You don't have to get over that. Um, and the, the organizations appreciate your giving um, in any such way that you can give. Now, I did mention also capital campaign funds. I've had um, folks come to me and say, Lori, I want to give. I give this amount annually, but there's a capital campaign and we're going to do some extra amounts. That also is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of some of those hows that I mentioned, the how of, you know, wait and do it through the required minimum distribution. Um, you can front load the, the capital campaign. Some people think, oh, the capital campaign, because the church said, oh, we're going to do a capital campaign and you can make this pledge and pay it over five years that you have to do it over five years. Well, no, that's not the case. You don't, you can do it faster if you want, or you could wait till the fifth year. You lumping and bunching, uh, is a really, um, effective way to get some tax advantages on your charitable giving. All right. There's, there's other more sophisticated charitable giving. I haven't talked about everything. It's just too much for the show, but I, I certainly hope that we were able to kind of give you some nuggets tonight. Um, you know, more complex things would be like a charitable remainder trust, a conservation easement, those types of things, but you know, all much more sophisticated, I would say, but certainly available and out there. Uh, and let's not forget about the time talent as part of this time talent and treasure in giving. So the treasure obviously is the financial support, but time and talent is also very much appreciated, especially for those people who are so committed to organizations, but really have come to the realization that they, they are sacrificing their own well-being in their retirement years because they've given too much and they don't have any assets left. Well, then do the time and talent. It's certainly still welcome. These organizations always, um, you know, appreciate that extra uh, volunteer support and efforts from from people. So I want to make sure that we we talk about that. So talked about the qualified charitable distribution and particularly for people who might have inherited IRAs once you reach age 70 and a half, it's certainly um, a great place to tap for your charitable giving. Typically what I tell people when you're going to do a qualified charitable distribution from a, an IRA, 
you're not going to bother the custodian for like $10 or $25 donations. You want to do bigger ones. Um, if you're someone who writes a lot of checks, you could ask your uh, advisor or your custodian if they could give you check writing on the account and do your write checks out of that account for charitable giving. It's a very complicated and slippery slope. You have to be very, very disciplined and careful about that. So it's not something we necessarily, you know, promote too much because there could be um, adverse consequences if you're not careful about what you're doing and how you're doing it. For example, if you write a check, a qualified charitable distribution on a checkbook, um, and the charity doesn't cash the check, that could be a problem. But if the custodian is issuing the check, um, then that is deemed to be paid when they issue the check. So it's very different if you're writing checks yourself. So that's why I want people to be careful when they, they seek that um, strategy. I want to thank our listeners uh, for for uh, supporting us, and uh, you can still do the membership drive through 610-758-8810 or WDIY.org by clicking the donate button. Next week, we're going to have your financial planning fingerprint unique to you. I want you to remember that your financial planning fingerprint. Thank you, Seamus, for pitching tonight, and thank you, Peter, for being here. Thank you, listeners. Coming up next, we have Tom Druckenmiller within the tradition folk music. Remember, pay attention, be proactive, not reactive. Make the best of your financial choices and have a great week. Mm-hmm.